Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome to Country Not Country, episode 35. My name is Nick Russo. And my name is Tori Espervoa. So that's not Aaron Austin. That's Tori Espervoa. <laughs> uh, it's been almost two years since we recorded a podcast. Can't believe that's it's been that long. Crazy. Episode 35. Is this 35 now? This is number 35, yeah. So yeah. first I got to uh, give a big shout out to Aaron Austin. You never got to meet her, right? I did not. So this is going to be great for Aaron if she's listening because I'm going to talk about her, right? She was my former work wife. Like So oh. I sat with Aaron uh, every day for between three to four hours a day in the studio for close to like four years. Man, like it was, it was serious. Like we were, we were always hanging out, and that's why we decided to turn it into a podcast because we were sitting here all the time talking. We're like, "Yo, we should just put on the mic, podcast, yeah, and just roll." So we made it thirty-five episodes, and then COVID struck, and our last to give you like a an idea of the last time or what was going on the last time. JJ Watt and Kealia Ohai, I believe, had just announced their pregnancy. October twenty fifth, twenty twenty, was our last one. It says, uh, actually, Gwen Stefani was uh, making music on the Jimmy Fallon show where she redid her songs as country. That's how long ago it's been. So October 25th, 2020. Man, October 25th, 2020. I was in college. Really? So technically, this is episode 36. So um, Aaron Austin now lives in Memphis. She uh, is go. doing mornings, and I believe her station that was top 40 hot AC is now going to country music. Okay, Miss Girl. Yeah, she's coming back I to like country it. music. So, uh, and, uh, she w- wakes up at ridiculous hours, so um, we obviously ha- can't do the podcast even over distance. And she has her own podcast. I'll give her a shout-out, too, so make sure you look up Erin Austin. I believe it's called her uh, Tuesday blog, and she uh, throws out her dating life and all of the uh, treachery that comes along with Ooh, that. Ooh, I love juicy stories like that. Ooh, I like then you, it. Then maybe one day we'll listen to an Erin Austin podcast, and we'll come in here and then And then we can kind of like review it and talk about it. I I'm, like that. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, so you said you were in college October 25th, 2020. Yeah. So tell me about yourself, Tori. I know a lot about you, but people listening yeah, yeah. may not. Yeah. Um, I'm a college graduate. Just actually my first full, no, actually about to be two years out of college. First full year with Odyssey. Uh, went to Texas A&M University, studied journalism. Um, I was on sports radio at Texags there. So I interviewed Jimbo, went to pressers, interviewed all the players. So that's Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, sorry. Right? Yeah. Uh, you're on a first name basis with Jimbo Fisher? Oh, yeah, no. So like you he can text like, him right now? No, I couldn't text him. But if I, when I do see him, he's like, hey, Tori. I'm like, what's up, Jimbo? So he's like, he's a super so cool guy. So what's Texag? Texags is a sports radio um, radio station. It's, on, it's not on campus. It's not affiliated with Texas A&M, but we do cover all Texas A&M sports. Um, and we have a really good relationship with like ESPN, a lot of, you know, 
networks through there. So, so. you're full on the College Station Gig'em Aggie Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like full, <laughs> like, howdy, Gig'em. When I hear someone say Texas a and I say, whoop, like it's a full thing. Yeah. So what is the thing that, uh, I, I've been to a wedding before where like everyone got arm in arm and they start like <laughs> swaying back and yeah, forth yeah, and yelling. Yeah, the Aggie Warheim. Yeah, what is that? The Aggie Warheim. Warheim? Is that yeah. Warheim? War, I say Warheim. Warheim, sure. Is it him or him? It's, it's gotta H-Y-M-N. be him. It's H-Y-M-N. That's him. Him? That's a him. Not a Heim. Heim. See, Heim. Aggie's already different. Whatever. So what? So what is it though? What like what are they yelling or what? Like what it's is the tradition like, behind it? Like what is that thing? That's just. I mean, there's traditions all through A and M. You could get really knee deep into this and uncover some dust in the books. But like basically, what we do is you stand up and you lock arms, you interlock um, ankles, and you're standing up and you sway back and forth. And honestly, call me two percenter, which is also an Aggie reference, but I don't really remember the full song. <laughs> um, so you kinda, just mumble? Um, no, but I know it goes like "Saw Varsity's horns off," and you kind of go back. Oh and my forth. gosh, it sounds like a oh, threat. Oh, it's to- a total diss to UT, or wow. we call them T sips. But I won't like get on all that because I don't hate UT fan. I, I love UT. I have some family at UT, um, but like the tradition, the culture at A and M is like you just pulled the rug back for me, Tori, or the yeah, curtain. That's yeah, crazy. So T sips, it's like that's T-sips. where you take shots. UT? No, no, no. So apparently I know the T in that. Yes, okay. please. <laughs> so my, my understanding, the history on that is that we call, Aggies called um, Longhorn students T-SIPs because during the war, all A&M, they all got went enlisted into the war to go fight for our country um, and that they assumed that none of the UT students went and enlisted into the war. So they called them T-SIPs. They were back at home sipping tea. They weren't doing anything for our country. So they've been like dissing that at UT uh, students, alumni, and now, they call them T-SIPs. Just kind of, so obviously I have zero dog in the fight. I didn't go to either school. I went to A&M Corpus Christi, so I guess there's a yeah, branch of A&M, yeah, yeah. right, of the A&M family, but I didn't finish. So like, I'm not mm. whoop, 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 mm-hmm, you know, or go mm-hmm. Islanders. I just cheer for everybody. Gotcha. I'm an even, uh, equal cheer Love opportunity it. person, right? Absolutely. I'll cheer for everybody. I just want to see greatness. But um, I think that because Austin was a little more liberal and probably a little more anti-war at mm-hmm. that time, that kind of probably kind of uh, stimulated the argument oh, between yeah. the two, right? I mean, A&M started off on an all-men's school. It was an agricultural school. So, like, they didn't allow, I think, women into A&M in, I think, 19, late 1950s. Really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. intense. So, it's been, it was a, it was a full, So, they've like, always been jerks. Oh, no. just kidding. <laughs> JK, AM, JK, JK. Hey, you better watch out. They're going to come at you. No, but that, so that, that that's really interesting. I've never known all that stuff. Yeah. And I guess I never really And this had is it. just like, I'm going to say again, like, this is like going to AM and like, obviously, you hear all the stories. This is like one of the history stories of like what T-SIP means. It's the cliff notes and a yes. possibility. And, yes. and it's probably like, a, I think a great way to call it like an urban legend. Yes. Right? There's um, so many of that at AM. So, as a, as I just want to know more about College Station because I've always been curious how many people are locals besides the students isn't it like a relatively small town besides it's the extremely students Extremely small so you go into brian and college station it's kind of like what they group it in together right off of highway six right below nova soda so it's like an hour and a half from houston. highway six that's here in houston yeah, too yeah, you yeah. take so highway six all the way take, exactly when i come into houston i take highway six all the way to college station um and a lot of times you actually a lot of my classmates in my classes end up being college station natives or if you go into like we call them resident neighborhoods where it's like families growing up there, the parents are Aggie alums. So people typically don't leave College Station because they love it so much, or they just love A and M so much they want to leave the town. The Kool Aid is the good. The Kool Aid is so good. Which actually to kind of back them up, when I first went to 
A&M, I did not want anything to do with A&M. I was full on, I'm going to NYU. I'm getting my fashion degree. Peace out, mom and dad. Like, I'm going to do this. And they're like, okay, here you go. Here's what rent looks like in New York. Good luck. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> so then my brother went to A&M. And so my parents, I'm from New Braunfels. I don't know if I mentioned that, but very small town. My parents wanted to build a legacy. Then you're going to A&M. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, and then sure enough, I went to Blend my first year, transferred in A&M. That's kind of the story, right? A lot of yeah. people go to Blend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's always like the, the joke too. Like, okay, I'm not going to say always the joke. Um, I hate to use the word always and never, but anyways, so when I was a kid, we used to joke when people would say they were going to College Station, but they were actually going to Blend, but they would tell people they were going to A&M and it was just kind of a thing, but it was what everybody did. Like yeah. it was a very calm, if you didn't get a, a scholarship to A&M, you go to Blend, go to, blend. to earn your credits to get in. And yeah. it was just a normal, yeah. that was that was the transport. Which is funny though that you heard that I go to College Station because when I was at Blend, I myself didn't want to be like, oh, I'm at Blend, but I also didn't want to get caught saying like, oh, I'm at A&M, but I was actually at Blend, so I would say, oh, I go to College Station. So then I'd let them, like, that's for y'all's interpretation to see if I go to College Station. And I like to that it's College Station. Now that makes a whole lot more sense, too, than when you think about there's two schools there. It's a small town. It is a college station. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, that's why that you actually used to be, so there's a train that runs through College Station still. Um, and if you went to AM, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's right off Wellborn. You hear Anyone it. who's an Aggie right now is like oh, whooping oh, so loud right now. They're literally like, yep, I can hear that in my dreams. The train's so loud, it shakes my apartment. Absolutely, Tori. Like they're like, probably screen recording this podcast to say, look at these people talking about AM. Yes, that's what I think. Yes. So there's a train that goes through um, College Station, and that's where College Station found its name, was that there used to be, used to be a train station um, for all the agricultural and kind of moving, you know, all the necessities and goods back in the day. That was like the main hub was College Station. There you go. Well, well, Tori, thank you for this breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> that that bio was incredible. And um, don't quote me and fact check me on all of this. These are things oh no. that we heard on campus. Please fact check every <laughs> single thing you hear and let us know about it. Um, because fact checking is how we got noticed by Britney Spears. I oh, told okay. you that story. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Interesting. <gasps> we could actually go into that, but okay. We can. Because yeah. I saw her resurface on Instagram and mm-hmm. um, it was very disturbed. I don't want to say disturbing video. I hate to use that word because her videos are kind of weird to me. Uh, only because I just don't know what's going on. Like, right? They always seem very cryptic and and chop and edited. And then her facial expressions sometimes concern me a little bit. But mm-hmm. also, I know she's out of the conservatorship since the last time we were on the podcast. Is she? And I believe so. Or is she not? Are you, Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not on. T- oh. I mean, yes, I'm on TikTok. But what, what's okay, going on here? So they're bringing they're bringing some of her posts on Instagram, right? Everything you're saying, I. am same way with you on TikTok though they're dissecting like every post she's posting because it's right? become erratic again because right? it's just like she's she's out of her conservatorship right so now the question is though is she really because they're dissecting her posts on like with AI being a huge thing right now they're throwing it into our AI generators and finding that it might be her sister Jamie or it might be someone who's like a deep fake and because using- they still have access to her accounts yes. so because of the conservatorship there's probably a legal battle where she had access to the account or something so what I'm thinking that happened is like it all blew up the first time right and we all wanted her to get free and she got free and I think the people who were like kind of dangling the, the puppet back and forth we're like okay this is not we don't want this to happen so we're going to make it look like she's still on social media we're still going to control everything that's happening because she did kind of disappear for yeah, a she while she did she did and if you see on her instagram i, mean, I won't get too deep into this but no, like one yes. of her instagram <laughs> no keep going one of her instagram posts is her like in her garden i guess in like a yellow shirt and if you she's reposted this like now six times in the past i would say two weeks wow. like if you go on her instagram 
whole feed, you can see it's the same outfit. So anyways, it's one post that's been dissected on TikTok where she's like moving around doing her dances as she always does. And then she moves her, her elbows and then a yellow bed of flowers disappears. And then she comes back and she does this with her face. And then her face, like, it's like the blinking where the eyes aren't really closed. They're just like, looks like they're kind of closed. Um, so it really looks like AIs over her face. But then she moves her arms back and then the yellow bed of roses pop up behind her wow. again. So it's like getting to a point where I think if you dive too deep into it, you might start thinking like a full on believer of like, okay, yeah, this is fake. But then sometimes it's like people, you know, people dissect things like heavily. So it's kind of hard to like kind of gauge what's real and what's not. Well, I, I, I have... My thought is that she would still have access to it, but that, that I mean, that kind of defeats my purpose of trying to communicate to her again with the podcast because well, you like, never know. Well, I know, but okay, so then we so we're gonna put Britney Spears' name in the bio of this episode, so uh, it will alert her people, right? Because like, so if anyone's listening for the very first time, uh, we were Aaron Austin and I had been talking about Britney's conservatorship, and then I felt like she was replying to Aaron Austin's comments with her Instagram post. So we sent out a message on the podcast and said, Brittany, if you're listening to the podcast, please post a picture wearing red, white, and blue. After we loaded the podcast, within hours, she posted story updates wearing a red shirt, a white shirt, and a blue shirt, one after the next. That's so and, crazy. And so I, I was convinced, yeah. right? And, and so my theory is that there's a publicist or a PR person who she has hired or management that helps her with her day-to-day -day life. I definitely and, think so. And they get alerts when things come through with her name, and they just kind of go look and see what people are saying yeah. in the public because she is a public figure who has an image to manicure by this person. And so then they're like, oh, hey, look, these uh, talk show hosts or these radio hosts in Houston talked about you and then mm -hmm. they listen oh this is what they said and then that's her way of like communicating back because at that time she was not able to talk yeah right so i definitely think so because yesterday i noticed like all this has been happening dissecting on on tiktok and yesterday i noticed she posted i didn't want to like make a tiktok about it, like guys i found some extra things <laughs> but i saw that she posted a video that looked like she knew it was going on because in the video she was like doing this like covering her mouth and like kind of shushing herself and then she was kind of like doing this with her eyeball and then coming back and like kind of doing this with to the camera and like kind of like pointing at the camera um so she was doing gestures that have been a conversation inside the dissecting of the TikToks. so i've had goosebumps this entire time so i think we're right on yeah i feel like we're like my, my spidey senses say yeah. we have uncovered the britney spears yeah. uh mystery right now that so that would mean that she does have some access again I think and so, so she's back to posting cryptic stuff because there's a chance there's because there's also the appeals right she won the conservatorship well there's a chance they came in and appealed and they were mm -hmm. like you know what appeal uh no it's still reinstated get back yeah. accounts back to what it was you know because she did go quiet now she is kind of you know in in so in essence she's speaking in code yes so thousand percent Brittany, if you're listening and you made it this far post a picture on your story of flowers like but yeah. but more than one slide like two stories of flower like different flowers are you holding flowers something you know some, some sense of flowers and so I like it, I we'll like have it. to time that out and we'll see what happens because the dude who owns a conservatorship and those lawyers definitely aren't listening to this podcast like they don't have that vested interest but right. um that could be the thing so and, I like and, it that was good and I really felt like our like either the data we get is lying to us which I have all kinds of doubts on data um but. Or it's true that hundreds of people download this podcast every month. I don't know why, because we hadn't done one since October 25th, 2020. So I really felt like that Britney Spears thing had caught on. I think on. it, I definitely, because it's 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 an eye grabber and it's a tension grabber too, because it's just like, Britney was an icon. You know what I mean? And like now all of her videos and music videos are resurfacing on TikTok. So now it's like my generation's like has that nostalgia of like bring back Britney now because she was iconic and her performances were great. So I think, yeah, good Easter egg. Well, you know, when I was... Uh, 
in high school. I think I was like, I was probably 15. I must have not been 16 yet because I remember riding around in my buddy Cody Taylor's truck and I obviously didn't have a license, right? And Britney Spears had just released the video for Hit Me Baby One More Time. Mm-hmm. And she was she was the first one we ever saw in a schoolgirl outfit. Right. Like that was oh, like yeah, for yeah, my yeah. generation, we were yeah. like, what? Like <laughs> well, we knew Catholic schoolgirls, right? Had to wear outfits and we thought everyone wore a uniform or whatever, but uniforms weren't really uniform at the time um, in public schools, really. And so when we saw her in that video, us 15 year old and 16 year olds were like, oh, what? Yeah. Like I had the picture. I took, I remember I had the album and I took the artwork out of the album. When you unfolded it, it was a giant poster of her like straddling a, a a chair and smiling that was in my locker like all of us had that in our locker seriously like looking back it's almost embarrassing yeah, to think that locker. good morning Brittany yeah hey Brittany the truth is you never went yeah. to the locker but that was the only place to hang it that's up that's so funny so like Britney Spears for me was always like in my dream oh, like yeah I was I thought I could marry her I was like, Man, yeah. she might like me if I can just get close enough and then the closest I ever got to her was front row in Las Vegas it was a residency in 2000 14 maybe or 2013 somewhere in there and my friend couldn't go and so she gave me her tickets i was in vegas by myself i went by myself i, I used to do that all the time because i used to play a lot of poker and i would just go and play cards all the okay, time okay. anyways so um I, she's like do you want to go to Brittany?" and i was like sure so i got these tickets and i show up and i'm like literally front row in the pit and I'm like, holy crap, there's Britney Spears. Like, she's right here. Like, this is the person I was in love with all That's through high school. That's crazy. You know, and she's like crawling on the floor and a lot of lip singing, oh, a lot of dancing. And, putting up on entertainment right yeah, there. Yeah, but, you know, she probably, I mean, she was incredible. She she rocked the crowd. People loved her. Um, and it was like a fulfilling a lifelong dream to see her in person. So. She was definitely the artist that, when I was younger, I only listened to her on my iPod Nano, iPod Shuffle. And, like, you ever hear those artists that, like, hit me one more time, where, like, you picture yourself, like, in a music video while you're listening well, to the song? Well, that's one of those songs, that yeah. That is exactly one of those songs. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Or my brother would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just nodding to the, to the beat of it. And they're like, you're weird. But I, yeah, I was in love with her music when I was younger. Yeah, the, uh, the dance, like, music videos to me aren't really what they once were but she broke she broke the world at that time yeah and then the circus and the python or the, mm-hmm. the red latex and the all the craziness it's amazing what a life so well we haven't really covered any country stuff yet nope, have we? we haven't so uh i i changed my tone a little bit because yeah you got real, got yeah. real deep well, we, there well, real there's, there, there's been a crazy story not a crazy story sad story disturbing story yeah the jimmy allen story yeah that broke uh last week i had a colleague send me the variety article and um, I think that was the article kind of went viral. Mm-hmm. Everyone was reading it. was pretty in-depth. You know, Variety is a pretty um, substantiated name and yeah. credible source. And, yeah. and the today, Jimmy broke his silence. I don't know if you Did saw he? that. I didn't have not. Well, no, I've not verbally not or video, but he posted um, this too shall pass on his Instagram story, followed by some Bible verses as well. Today? Um, so wow. I, I, all that tells me is that uh, he is going through it. Um, and, I, I imagine the victim is as well. And I, when I t- when I thought about talking about this, I wanted, I, I, I'm kind of bummed that just now that I talked about him first. But he was the headline name. Jane Doe's name isn't you know, and this isn't. I'm not trying to take a side or anything. I think right. it's a very disturbing, yeah. uh, difficult process that they're all going to navigate. Unfortunately for Jimmy, I don't I don't know that um, whether it's allegation, true, false, whatever it might be. Um, he's in a really tough spot. I'm yeah, he is. Back. He really is. I don't. I, I mean, I like you said. I can't. I don't know if it's to take sides. You don't really know what you read on the internet, right? You don't know what's true. He said, she said, but it is an unfortunate situation. Um, and I can only imagine what they're both going through. Um, and it's a workplace thing. I think that's oh, yeah. at the end of the day. I, like, so I've only interacted with Jimmy in the workplace. Yeah. Right. It's always been a work thing. And, and that's what I read through 
in in the story, what I saw was that they were work, they were coworkers, mm-hmm. right? And she was assigned, and he was the work, yeah, right. And so whatever happened, communicative in whatever way, um, the workplace, the work environment rules applied. Absolutely. So at any point that you cross that that boundary of what is right and what is wrong, you are already doing wrong. Whether it was putting your hand on someone's leg or asking a suggestive question, right? Like there there is no gray area really for me in the workplace, and I think that that's the way I've looked at it because I I think we're in a complicated world in today's world with um you know sexual diversity for mm-hmm. lack of better terms, mm-hmm. right? The the lines are really weird. Oh yeah. On like what is or isn't, you know, like uh, allowed. What can you ask or can't ask, you know? And um, and and I feel like this situation kind of magnifies that for other people too, because I'm sure that there's, I bet that there's guys in some situations and women in some situations in their workplace where there's a coworker who's outward sexual veracity makes them feel some type of way at times, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and not knowing how to react to those feelings can be, can be challenging. I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I think after reading the article, it's almost just kind of, you kind of try to put yourself in each other's, the both of their shoes to kind of see what also like the repercussions of everything is. Right. Cause I mean, on both sides of the two stories and the spectrums is that then you have to deal with the wrath of social media. And it's just like, it kind of, it's almost like to, you know, the victim's side, it's like almost like, okay, I come out and then I have to deal with the consequences of on social media. And then it's like, was this a smart move to me? And if it is true, then it's like, absolutely. But it's like, you still have to deal with the wrath of social media. Regardless whether it's true or Regardless not. Regardless whether it's true or not. Jimmy Allen, like, true or not, like he's still, I'm sure he's getting the brunt of everything right now. And I feel like I'm sure his world's crashing down around him. Um, and it's just like the repercussions of taking it on social media as well. So I think it's just right now is just like a different beast of, um, when things are work, work relationships between coworkers that spreading around within either the office or outside of that and then bringing on social media is just a whole different ball game for sure I couldn't imagine what that's like that that's also the thing that didn't didn't really exist prior to the internet yeah. right it's like you'd have this really um, tumultuous relationship or challenging situation and then the gasoline that is the internet you know because you know Jane Doe can't open up her Instagram right. or her Facebook or her yeah. Twitter and you, if you think about her trying to get a job right you know if if her first and only job was management of Jimmy Allen and she goes into a job and they're like oh well, well you know what's your experience here and she has to, and that's yeah, that's her explanation like, well, yeah. that's going to be an extremely challenging hurdle for her to overcome and find another job then you go to Jimmy Allen's side and he I'm just going to say it. He's unlikely to ever get another job unless yeah. it just comes out that, that this is all completely false. And there's this full list, you know, that, you know, I, I think the fact that we know that a sexual relationship happened causes this to um, not work out in Jimmy's favor regardless. Absolutely. Right. Because they crossed that boundary. That goes yeah. back to my workplace point. Yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah. And so unfortunately for the workplace for Jimmy in this situation is it is in the public eye. It is producing music and television and things like that. And, and a lot of those things are in jeopardy now. Yeah. Um, but going back to that, I imagine that has got to be one of the most challenging mental health hurdles ever both sides, right? And again, not really trying to show sympathy or empathy here, just kind of talking about subjectively. Um, Jimmy's probably getting some really shitty messages, you oh, know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, and I and I maybe maybe this these stories kind of coincide with each other. Maybe this was a result of, um, you know, I know it came out with that him and his wife were getting a divorce and expecting their third child, I believe. And I think that like this then coming out afterwards of all these allegations, I'm sure right now it's just like you can't even feel like you can breathe at this point, right? On both sides of the story. Um, 
So yeah, that's and, and you think about the phone, right? So how often we open our phones, right? Mm-hmm. And then that challenge where we don't even want to open the phone, mm-hmm. you know? Because I did look through Jimmy Allen's social media and stuff. I saw that he had not allowed retweets of his post and no replies no to his Twitter. He actually made Instagram. it a uh, private Twitter. He actually made oh, it private. Wow. And so Instagram, I think, may have been the same situation. Mm-hmm. And you know the like, it, it's just it's just tough all the way around. And but I did think that it was okay for us to touch on the subject and and discuss it to some degree because. It is country music, and, yeah. and he was just here last. He was know, in December. He he played our ten man jam show, yep. and you know, and and likely the 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 woman involved. We probably have interacted with her. I I don't know enough or I, have the memory yeah, to remember. You people, hit but. on that. That was my first thought of was that possibility or chance that we've probably interacted with Tim and Jam. And I think just like going back to your point, like that was my first time. And again, I'm a year into this, this entertainment business, a year into road radio. Um, and so that was my first Tim and Jam ever with the bull. And so meeting all those amazing artists and kind of getting to know them and looking up to them for so long. And especially the ones I've been looking up for my, to my whole life and then meeting Jimmy, like and having his energy, like super nice guy, very like opening, welcoming, talkative. Um, and then you read something like that about that person that you met and that you kind of looked up to. It's just kind of like, dang, like it just kind of makes you kind of sigh a little bit. And then the awful off chance that you probably came across that Jane Doe. And, and to think that that was happening that while was, we were yeah. there. Like that for sure. That's probably the, that's kind of the off putting part. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a, the whole thing is off putting, but, uh, that part stood out to me too where i was like man i wonder I, you know, like ooh, was that happening while like in my presence and i didn't yeah, realize yeah. that was happening or whatever but um you know all, all i know how to do is pray for people absolutely um, I, I don't know i don't know any other way to help other people other than that um in their lives so um you know you know may the lord help him through his and her Amen. through hers and you know may they get through through what they're getting through because it's, it's challenging yeah. so well tori we made it to uh, 24 minutes wow really yeah i mean we we, we started off really cool really great really hot we talked about britney and then which was a is a staple of this podcast yes and then, and then we went through some hard stuff through the jimmy allen conversation um i think this might be the end of episode this 36 it. this was fun yeah you did i it. love this I'm so proud of you look at me i didn't even know i didn't know so like because you just never know how it's gonna go once you start talking you know you just gotta you know. let it go and also i've had a hell of a day so like for yeah, me yeah. I, it's not a bad day i've just had a busy day so I was actually thinking about canceling. I was like, oh, sorry, thinking of the right words to say. And so I'm glad we forced ourselves you in here to what? come and do this. I, I, I'm really happy you said that because when I called you and said, hey, what time is it? I wasn't sure if it really was 5 or 5.30, but I had a full day of being out out in the town and, you know, just doing business. And I'm just drained. And I always love talking with someone that I actually, like, have a good connection with and a good wavelength because it kind of just, like, releases energy and, like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. It's just stress. Um, so I left. We're probably the most talk to talkative people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Well, because it's funny you say that because like what me and Aaron Austin used to do in the studio, we probably would do in the we, cubicle. Yeah. And people were like, "Will y'all shut up?" <laughs> like I know there's times when I'm like singing and dancing and shit, yeah, and you're over so there and, you're, and, and I, I hear a door shut. I'm like, "Oops, sorry, Ooh, Parker. My bad. Uh, uh, I'll, yeah. be, I'll, I'll be more quiet over here. A little too excited. So yeah, episode 36. Tori, you were awesome. Boom. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Country not country. Aaron Austin, you are missed, loved, respected, and appreciated and uh, anytime you want to come into houston join us we will bring you into this uh, circle with us that you help create so episode 36 that's a wrap this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 